0: Like our content? It's funded by viewers like you. Please consider becoming a sustaining supporter of New Church Live today. I feel like that was new, that little flashy New Church Live. That was cool. Was that new? Um, hey everybody, my name is Curtis. Today we're going to be talking about conscience. Settle down. I know, when, when you start talking about conscience, people start getting really hyped. It's like it's like conscience. Um, actually, hopefully, though, by the end of this, you do feel that way about conscience. I have really, in, in preparing for this, come to grasp the, the weight and the importance of it. I think that there's a fundamental human need. I don't know if it's the fundamental human need, but it's, it's up there, which is that we want to be able to find our way through life. Life is this often confusing, diorama of choices and situations and feelings and people, and we just want to know, like, how do, you, how do you get through it? How do you make those choices? How do you find your way, navigate your way through life? And I think that once we start to believe in God, or have some religion, and we get this idea, okay, I do kind of feel like, God, you're out there, and you're smart. I know that you're smart. Maybe you could help me with, with navigating life. I mean, you are you're a, an expert in the subject material. I mean, like, in, in life. Actually, when this whole thing, your idea, in the first place, maybe you can help lead me through it. It's like sometimes you really want an expert to do it rather than yourself. My wife and I have this yard or this part of our property that we're thinking, let's do something really cool there, like with landscaping. And man, do I not want to figure out how to do that. I feel like I have no idea what's, you know, Frederick Law Olmsted, Law of Thirds. I don't know any of that. I don't want to know it. I just want to take it to somebody who knows exactly what they're doing and say, can you design something wonderful? And then we can go and live in it. And I think that that's, that's how I feel about wanting God to lead my life. That's how I feel about life. It's like, I don't, I don't want to mess with this thing. I want somebody who knows what they're doing to come in and, and lead me through this. And I think that's something that echoes across the ages and the centuries. We're about to get to something from the Psalms where there's this longing to be led through life. But even if you have that idea and you believe in God is out there and you want God to help lead you, it can still feel like, I still feel like you're lost. It still feels like I I don't. I don't feel like I have any other, any more insight into how to do this thing. So where is it? Where can we look to find where God is leading us? And and the answer to that question is exactly where you think it would be. A cartoon cricket. I mean, so what's? Do you guys know who that is? That's Jiminy Cricket. I was, gonna, I was pondering, like, should I explain who that is? If you don't know, it was a long time ago. They made this movie. And there's a puppet who's alive, and there's this little cricket who is called his conscience, and he tells him what's good and what's bad. I think there's this part, it's been so long since I saw it, but there's this part where this puppet boy is going to go, like, smoke cigars, and, and Jiminy Cricket's like, don't do that. Jiminy Cricket is helping him navigate life. That's a pretty good start to the idea of what conscience is. I'm not going to take away from that. But it's also, because it's a cartoon cricket that that uses um, rain gear, it's a childlike idea of what conscience is. So let's look deeper at at what the importance of this thing that encompasses both our, our sense of right and wrong, but also our map for understanding what life is. This is a great quote about the power of conscience, comes from New Church Theology. This is the book New Jerusalem. This is the quote that made me want to do this talk. Conscience is a level into which heaven can flow and through which it can work. That is, a way in which the Lord can act by means of heaven to lead us to Himself. So conscience is the place where that leading happens. I want, I want you to, to help me through this thing, like sh- show me the way to go. Conscience is the mechanism inside you that allows that to happen, that God through heaven, through angels, is leading you in life. Our conscience is the level within us into which heaven flows. It serves as the part of us that receives heaven's inflow. I picture it like a little box somewhere some kind of transistor or transponder thing. That that's, the, that's, the, that's the hookup. That's where God can lead you through life through. Conscience is actually the answer to that greatest human need. How am I going to get through life? Here, God is saying, I've rigged up this thing that is going to let me lead you. I'm, I'm going to come in with my expertise and help you get through this thing. But you've got to look for me in that, that still small voice of conscience. So I want to, I feel like I was talking before about how you can be looking for God and it's hard to find Him. It doesn't seem like He's leading you. Same thing definitely applies to the Bible. You can be saying, hey, I heard that you, like, you have something to do with the Bible, right? You, you're, it's yours, you made it or something, or you made, inspired people to make it. But then you can open it up and it's very confusing and it doesn't, it's just like life. It's like, how do I navigate this thing? But I think there are times I mean, where you can see, I, I recognize something of this, this struggle of life in here, of seeing something that's relevant to what I'm feeling. And I feel like this is a great example of that. Psalm 27, I want to go through it with you. It's not that long, but what, you're, here for the, you're here for the church. Um, so what else are we going to do but read Psalm 27? Um, this is about a person who is… this is about being beset by life. There's stuff all around me that I don't know how to get through, and God is getting me through it. This also, when I was reading this, this is like greatest hits of church songs in this. I feel like every line from this, I, like when I was a kid, was part of some song that I sung. I'll sing them for you as we go, if that's not blasphemy. Um, so this is Psalm 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation of whom shall i be whom shall i fear the lord is the strength of my life of whom shall i be afraid okay we're starting out we got confidence the lord has given us confidence when the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh my enemies and foes they stumbled and fell though an army may encamp against me my heart shall not fear Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. This thing, the this, this next line, you, maybe you've heard it, definitely this is a song. Um, One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. One thing have I desired of the… No? Okay. To behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple. And it just, we're just like going back and forth to everything's great, the Lord is so great, wow, everything's against me. There's these enemies, they're camping all around, I'm in big trouble. How great is the Lord? So it's like hot and cold, hot and cold. For in the time of trouble he shall for in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion in the secret place of his tabernacle he shall hide me he shall set me high upon a rock so we're, we're in the warmth now and now my head shall be lifted above my enemies all around me therefore i will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle i will sing yes i will sing praises to the lord things are going bad and we're singing i want that i want that in my life Things are going bad, and I'm just, like, singing out. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have Maybe these are all part of the same song, and I'm just... When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. I love, I love that line, seek my face. I feel like that relates to what I was saying about this, the book, the Bible, I'm, it's not just like, open it up and there's the Lord. It's like I'm seeking the Lord in there. I don't understand this story. I don't know if I agree with that story, but I, I can, I'm like, I'm looking for your face in there. And it's the same thing in life. This part of life is difficult. I don't think I really like this, but I'm also seeing, like I feel like I see your face and I'm looking for your face in it. Something like very poetic about that. Do not, do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me. O oh God of my salvation. It's like it's, this is admitting in the text that you don't always feel like, oh, I believe in God, and now I wake up, and there's God sitting over there, and I walk in. You can still feel alone. You can still feel perplexed and puzzled, and life is still difficult and challenging, and you're like, wait, is, actually, is there anyone there? When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. My father and mother are here right in the front, because it's Thanksgiving, so they're here. When you guys ditch me, God is going to take care of me. <laughs> teach me your… This is, again, this is, teach me your way, O oh Lord. Ah, oh, man, how many people have turned this off because of this singing? Lead me in a plain path. Teach me your way, O oh Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. I love that. Like I I, I just like let's let's smooth out. Like lead me in the smooth path. Do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries. For false witnesses have risen against me, such as breathe out violence. I would have lost heart, unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I don't know where the land of the living is, but I like the sound of it. Oh, wait on the Lord be of good courage, and He will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord." Wait on the Lord, be of good So in that psalm, I think you have this, somebody's got a really difficult life, but yet they're getting through it, and they're like singing and joyful, and the Lord's putting them up above things, and He's sheltering them at times. I want to get like that, and I think that the the way we can get to be in that same state is through our conscience, that that in that psalm, that person is being led by conscience. So let's look next, after, after we listen to a song and let it sink in, at how conscience is built and how we can work on ours.
1: Lord, I hope this day I'm feeling empty and misunderstood. I should be thankful, Lord, I know I should. But Lord, I hope this day is good. Lord, have you forgotten me? I have been praying to you faithfully i'm not saying i'm a righteous man but lord i hope you understand i don't need fortune and i don't need fame send down your thunder lord send down your rain well when you're planning out how things will be please plan a good day for I'm feeling empty and misunderstood I should be thankful, Lord, I know I should But Lord, I hope this day is good Since the dawn should
0: It's so good. I had never heard that song before. They were pr- practicing it um, before I came out, and I was like, "Man, that song is bringing the heat," because it's exactly the it's um, exactly the tone of a real human being, saying, "Look, I I know we've got these ideas that, that you're good. I should be thankful, and I, I'm into that. Also, here's how I feel. Uh, I I need some. It's just it's really good, and it's the same tone as that psalm, it's the same tone as the psalm, because in it he's saying, "Hey, even though you've done all this stuff, don't turn away from me. It's just, this is how it is to be a human being with God. is like, yeah, it's, it's a more distant relationship than should be, and there's times when you, 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 there's always a need to be led, because God is never as present, or as often not as present as, as we would like. It's just something about the human journey. So let's get back to that psalm and, and look at what goes on in it and how it is relating to what we go through in our lives. Because if you, like, what that guy was up against in the psalm, I, I did some um, circling of some terms in there. Can you guys put that next? Yeah, that was me. I circled those. Look at what you're up against in that psalm. You got the, the wicked are there, there's enemies, there's foes, there's an army. In camping uh, there's adversaries, there's false witnesses that's a lot to deal with and if you think about all those things, like sitting out in front of you, like they're they're camping out there, that's a lot to be up against It's a lot to have all those things against you now i I would think unless you've had some kind of James Bond life, that you never had that, there's actually armies encamping against you and that your main problems are your, your enemies and your adversaries. Um, but we very much do stare down this same encampment, but the, the adversaries are the things that are inside of us. I put a couple examples up here. There are many more, I and mean, we know which ones are camping against us. Is it, is it pride, or jealousy, or rage, or depression, or anxiety, or hostility? I was just thinking about this the other day after I had actually designed this slide, and I just thought about everything that was bothering me, everything that was stressing me out that I could think of, You know, from the, from the practical and mundane to the existential, and I just thought of them like, yeah, that's all the stuff that stands between me and feeling like I'm at peace and feeling like I'm happy and like I'm safe. So there are all those things. God can lead us through and, and protect us and, and conquer those enemies like He does for the person in the psalm. But it's what happens inside each one of us. That's what our conscience Leads us through. I don't see it as like if you can get it to the point where you really know what God is doing, then God can say, "Okay, go over here, and this is the lottery ticket numbers you should put in." The, what's much more important is God leading us through what's in inside us. I'm sure there's some quote. I don't. Know, I just think of it now, but you know the the, the art of war by Sun Tzu, and it's like a, he probably says something like. Um, you know, don't quote me on this, you know, the the one who knows themselves will win a thousand battles or something. Isn't that true? That's what it's about. We're trying to know God is trying to to lead the heart. It's not that we're going to have huge, massive changes of everything outside of us. We're going to change how we respond to everything. That's where the Lord is going to be able to lead us. Because look, Look at what happens in this psalm, even though all that stuff, there's, you know, there's all those things encamped against you. The enemies, what's happening in this? This is why I think this is a picture of somebody being led by conscience, being led by God. is The enemies are stumbling and falling, the heart is not fearing, the Lord is hiding us when we need to be hid. Um, He's lifting us up above our enemies when we need to be lifted up above them. God is having mercy on us when we need mercy, answering us when we need answers, leading us in that smooth path. There's all these different situations, and God has got a remedy in each of them. Heaven is the plane, I mean, conscience is the plane into which heaven can operate. Conscience is the place in us that God can, can deliver those remedies, because it's not the same answer to every situation. Sometimes you need to be hid. Sometimes you need to be lifted up. Sometimes you need a smooth path. Sometimes you've got to go to war, for whatever that means. So This is, what, this is how conscience forms in us and what it is, because I think it's the tool that God uses to give us these results. Was that, like a bug flew by? Okay. Oh, the thing, that, yeah, the thing that He uses is to do all that navigating is conscience conscience is the power. So this is from New Church Theology from New Jerusalem. There's this whole section about conscience that I really love. You can go read the whole thing, but I picked you, I picked you the, the shiniest fruit. A conscience forms in us, real simple, real understandable. A conscience forms in us on the basis of whatever religious tradition we follow, depending on how deeply we internalize that tradition. You can be anywhere in the world— with any faith system, and if, you t- if you're taking it to heart and you believe that these principles are coming from the divine and that they teach you how to live a good life, and you are internalizing it, that it's not just something that, okay, this is my culture, I'll pay lip service to it, but you're, you're changing how you live y- your life. You are letting those principles affect how you make decisions. That's your conscience. That's what your conscience is. So in us, it is what, what you know, I, I can't tell you what your religious tradition is. Whatever you're following, when you take those things to heart and you internalize them, meaning, like, they're now a part of me. Like, I, they're part of my will, of my decision-making. I believe the, the, these things have an important position in my life. Then you are building to or adding to. Your conscience. Your conscience is the conglomerate of the stuff you've learned from your spiritual path that you think is good and that you think is worth following, that you think is God's. You think this is from God teaching you. That's your conscience. It goes on. For people in the Christian church, their conscience is shaped either by truths they themselves have drawn from the Word. We were just doing that here trying to draw these truths out of the Word that have become part of their faith or else by things based on the Word they have been taught by others, depending on the extent, again, to which they have taken these to heart. Uh, I, I'm gonna. I'm up here right now trying to give you truths of faith. I'm trying to give you things that I, I believe are that have been shown to us by God. Take it or leave it. I mean, the only things that, that you feel like matter and are and ring true to you and seem good to you, only those can become part of your conscience. Every, every human being that's ever walked this planet has their own unique conscience because God is trying to reach you in a unique way because you're a unique human being, and it's up to us what we take into heart and, and what we don't. As we come to know and believe truths and comprehend them in our own way, again, Sorry, like a, a, you know, New Church Live can't do that work for you. You comprehend them in your way. You take them out into the world and find what's really good and true. When we will and do them, when we will them and do them, then our conscience comes into being. So next we're going to look at that doing phase. So conscience comes from us learning the truths and taking them to heart. What is it to will them and to do them. And so in the next after after we hear another song, we're going to do a little bit of a, a conscience workout. Get that thing pumped up in us.
1: This next piece is a song that Ray and I wrote together. It's called Starting to See. with need turned into greed a profit at the cost of everything God only knows that I kept my eyes closed I was blind to what these consequences bring starting to see starting to see an answer to this ancient mystery starting to see starting to see a window has been opened up Crippled by fear That all I could hear Was the crying of my justifying heart Walk out of the past Just beginning at last Tear down this wall that keeps us all apart Starting to see, starting to see A lesson to be learned from history Starting to see, starting to see A window has been opened up to me Out of the darkness of my days. Feeling my way out of this haze. me, a window has been opened up to me, a lesson to be learned from history, a window has been opened, starting to see, just starting to see.
0: Good morning, friends. A Christmas idea for you and your family. A New Church Live for years, obviously, we not only want to celebrate the Christmas season, but we want to have special forms of giving during the Christmas season as well. And one of those we've been doing for years now is an Adopt a Family program. If that interests you and it interests you and having something where you and your family can can take help to take care of a family in need by buying Christmas gifts that they will supply to you on a Christmas wish list, we would love to have your participation. You can find out more by going to our homepage and hitting the events tab. Again, thank you for all you do at Thanksgiving. Yeah, thank you everybody for the donations that have made this possible. <clears throat> so that song, Uh, You know, they wrote that, and I don't know if they had the idea of conscience in mind, but it's exactly that. A window has been opened up in me. The the conscience is a plane into which heaven can flow. There's a a little place in you that God can sneak in there and and grab the steering wheel. (laughs) I don't know. Like, okay, well, you've got one hand on it. He's got one hand. I don't know the exact imagery that would be correct there, but there's this place in us that is conscience. It allows us to start to see. Starting all I want is, is to see clearly the way to go. I want to see clearly the way to go in life. I don't know if we are mixing metaphors here, but let's try it. So in order to see clearly, you gotta work out the muscles that move your eyes or something. The conscience workout is what I wanna do here. We're gonna go through a little routine where we're gonna I'm gonna show you the three steps of how to build up your conscience, so that thing can get more and more robust and be able to handle the different situations that we go through so that we can hear the the prompting of the Lord wherever and whenever we are. I want to say that my understanding of where we would actually experience our content, I mean our conscience, is if there's a three-part series in our experience of being alive, initially there's like a feeling you get or an impulse or a thought or something. And some of these might be the th- things that you are very glad to have in you. Other things you may, why, why do I feel like this? Why am I thinking this? I thought I was already past this thing. You can never help that. You're, you're never gonna be able to, oh, I, I never get a nasty thought about somebody or I never get the urge to waste my time or do something. That's always gonna happen. That's not where conscience is. Conscience is a step after that. Conscience is the clearinghouse for how do we deal with these things once they come in. That if I'm assuming that God can see, knows my heart and my mind, sees what I'm thinking and feeling, what I'm dealing with, and He knows whenever I'm getting any kind of ideas or thoughts, He knows whether or not those are going to help me and help the human race or not. What I want to do is, when they come in, instead of acting on them right away, I want to pull them into this space inside me, to my conscience, and try to get a sense of, how's the Lord feel about this? How does this look in relation to God, who is love for the whole human race? Does this, does this lead me toward that? And we're not gonna be really figuring it out ourselves because actually in that moment of us considering, God is gonna be able to nudge us in the right direction. That's what conscience is. So conscience is the step between the initial input, the feeling, the thought, whatever it is, and then what we then intend and act on after that. Some things may go right through, you get a good, good feeling, you wanna do this thing, you go and do it. Other times we may have to check ourselves and say, no, nah, I, I think that goes against my conscience. I wouldn't feel good doing that. So that's the the place conscience occupies. There's three steps to getting that to be a more and more effective filter. The first, according to what we already read, is learn truths. Your conscience is built out of the principles that you've learned in your spiritual journey. That's why you're coming to New Church Live. I'm sure there's many other things you're doing in your life to to try to absorb truth. Um, That's important, to to continue to be on that journey of learning things. It's like, oh yeah, I don't need any more water because on Tuesday I drank like three glasses of water. you got to continually go and seek the truth and drink it in because that is going to be, that's the hydrating of your conscience. The second step Is to take those things into your heart. It's not enough just to hear them and not enough just to understand them. It's the ones that go into our heart that become part of our conscience. And here's a a description of what that means, like how, how do you take something into your heart. A genuinely spiritual life is a matter of having a true conscience, because in it our faith is joined to our caring. If your faith is all of your religious principles, conscience is the place where those religious principles join to our love, to love. Where we say we, we use those ideas to try to evaluate is this thing that I want to do is it is it good? Is it a kind is it a good thing to do? It's actually a very important thing to join your your faith or your, your knowledge about what's right. To or what's true to your feelings about what's right. That, that's the whole game. In that case, we see following our conscience as following the principles of our spiritual life and going against our conscience as going against the principles of our spiritual life. That can only work when it's, you realize your conscience is the ones you took to heart because there might be some things you've heard in your spiritual journey that, that you don't really believe in. You don't really believe in them, or they don't—they don't appear to be good to you. Uh, that if those things cannot be the place where your love or your compassion joins to your faith, it's only the ones that you really took to heart. It's only the ones that you really worked through. Maybe you didn't understand them initially, but you can, whatever your journey is, only the ones that that you really love and really believe. Those are the ones. That, the other ones are fine. They may be in the stage of moving their way in towards your conscience, but your conscience is where love and truth meet each other. And then the third thing that you do when you're working out your conscience, now that you've got them in your heart, is you act on them. You actually do stuff because of that. That, that, rather than reflexiveness or knee-jerk or selfishness or whatever else was guiding me before, actually, what what determines what I'm going to go do is my conscience, the place where my spiritual principles and my love meet. That's my that's mission control for me. So the more that every time we go through that cycle and end up acting on one of these principles, we gain strength in our conscience. So I thought we could do kind of. Um, a, a simulation of that here. The problem is there's not a lot we can do while we're, we're sitting and watching this. I can't say, you know, get, get up and do something nice, but you can imagine it, and I think that's, that's about where we'll go. Can we get some um, some background music? All right, so I've pulled up some… these are some truths. Um, there, I feel like there's some of, some of the really good ones. Uh, just about all of them came out of Jesus's mouth. There's one from the the Old Testament that I really like as well. Maybe these are in your conscience, and and there's, I I wanted to get different kinds like that that address different parts of life. Um, But imagine, just look at these, see if any of them resonate with you, that you feel like, oh yeah, this is true and this is good. And if not, you can think of, or, or if you want to add to that, think of other principles that you have. And then imagine yourself acting on these things. What would it be to put these into practice? What would it be to have that conscience guide you to to apply this to some situation in your life or or to an imagined situation? What would it like you know how they say visualize if you want to if you're gonna go play basketball and you want to win, visualize yourself, making a shot. They used to say that anyway. Let's let's do a little visualizing of what would it be like to, to live through each of these. So I'll just give it us a, a, a minute or two here. Look inside yourself and, and sort of see where, how could these be my Jiminy Cricket? Okay, for those of you who are watching online, I just kicked over my water bottle. I I don't know what conscience would say about that. I'll let you know know which truth applies to that. What I want to do is, um, as you're already in this mode, applying those things, I want to add the prayer on top of that. Because I know that the the Lord's Prayer is full of the most consciensible truths. And I think it means different things to everyone. You take it to your heart you know, in, in your own individual way. So you're welcome to say this with me, or you can just kind of let it into that space. Um, but let, let's add the Lord's Prayer into these, these truths. Our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so upon the earth. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I mean, that's conscience. The whole thing is like it's a code of life. It's saying, let's do this, let's not do that. I'm sure that the entirety of conscience is contained in there. But it can't really be unlocked unless we take the time to take it to heart. So to meditate on these things, love these things, and, and the way it really becomes part of your heart, or I've found for me, is that you get to a point where you really believe in it, as in you believe that it's good. I know living by this would make me into the kind of person that I think other people would want to interact with. It would make me into the kind of person that the world needs. It changes my life in a way that it creates the kind of experience for me that I think the Lord would want for me. That's when it's really in there. And I think things can always get deeper and deeper into your heart. Your conscience can always be perfected and developed uh, to the point where we really feel like God is right there steering us through this whole thing. So I hope you can take um, Take that idea out with you. Add the idea of conscience to your conscience and get out there and, and let, it, let it be your guide. Give a little a whistle. is and that, then that what he says? Um, God wants to lead us. He doesn't want us to not know how to get through life. You think about if, you, if you've ever had kids and they don't know how to do something, you want to make it so they know how. You don't want them to feel scared or lost or anything like that. You want them to feel happy and secure and like you're in charge and like you got it. That's what God wants to do with us. Uh, we just gotta work with Him to to build up the conscience that lets him do that. So I hope you take that out into your week and, uh, and have a, um, a week full of feeling like you're led and cared for. Thanks.
1: Everything you show is shown to you Easy to see your brother's faults So hard to face your own Dwelling on your brother's faults Just multiplies your own everything you do comes back to you everything you do drag yourself out of your sloth do what you have to do turn away from mischief it's yourself, you must subdue. Let go of wins and losses, let go of truth and lies. Follow then the shining ones, the loving and the week can